Hello, listeners of Zdeněk's English Podcast. You have just tuned in to part two of the episode called Look Back on the Podcast, in which I talk to none other than Luke Thompson from Luke's English Podcast. In part one, Luke and I spoke about our experiences of doing the Delta qualification. And we also addressed the topic of a non-native English teacher. In this part, we shift focus to different topics, such as how Luke's podcast is doing, what kind of episodes we like about each other's podcasts. Uh, Luke also reveals some cool behind-the-scenes moments of some of his best episodes, including California Road Trip, Sick in Japan, and traveling in Indonesia. And last but not least, Luke answers my question what he likes teaching most in TEFL. There is one more thing I should talk about here. Um, Luke said that he would write a post on his website about this triple episode, adding the links um, for his listeners and so on. Obviously, this is bound to get more traffic to Zdeněk's English podcast. I think this is a very, 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 very good idea. Luke is being generous and uh, kind of wants to help me attract more listeners to Zap, to Zdeněk's English podcast. We kind of support each other. I mention Luke's podcast all the time myself. Uh, um, so, um, yeah, that's because I present myself as a devoted lapster, obviously. And, yeah, so... Um, Yeah, I think this is a way of um, I scratch your back, you scratch uh, mine or something like that. I don't know. Um, but yeah, that's what Luke said he would do. So that's great. Obviously, a lot of people will listen to this uh, episode, to this very episode and uh, um, the part one and part three just because of Luke. And that's absolutely fine. But I'm also hoping that there might be some who give my own podcast a go too, you know? I have always been underestimating the marketing side of things. I don't promote my podcast enough. I am bad with social media. And that's why, that's perhaps one of the reasons why the number of regular listeners um, um, that I have, according to Audioboom, oscillates between 100 to, let's say, 200. But I do have some very royal, um, not royal, no, I don't think the queen or the king or um, um, anybody related to royalty listens to my podcast. No, I meant to say that I do have some very loyal, diehard uh, listeners too, who have repeatedly asked me to continue doing my podcast. Um, um, the, uh, you know, I have had some quiet moments and perhaps uh, even questioning why I should keep doing this. But these people just, uh, you know, they kind of, um, they, they kind of save this podcast, really. Because if it weren't for them, just continuously um, telling me that I shouldn't stop, you know, like giving me this little nudge, then I don't know, I would probably not do the podcast anymore. There are more things I enjoy doing in my free time, you know, and I can't always do podcasting. Even if I improvise an episode, there is a lot of work that goes into publishing an episode, you know. People sometimes don't realize this. 
Uh, they can only see the end product. By the way, we actually talk about this a little bit on, uh, in this episode. And overall, um, it is not always necessary. Uh, it is not always necessarily as rewarding as it could be. My only reward are the comments and likes from the listeners, and then there is a long-term benefit that it helps my own English and possibly adds a string to my bow in terms of my career as an English teacher. For now, it's uh, good enough for me to continue doing the podcast, but of course, if more people come and listen to the podcast, it's bound to inject me with more positive motivation to work on more and more episodes, to be more and more uh, prolific and yeah. Anyway, my point is, I will be glad if some of you new people try my podcast out and perhaps use it as a companion to Luke's English podcast. Uh, I don't know, when you have listened to all Luke's episodes and you're waiting for some more to arrive, why not listen to some of mine in the meantime? And here are some of the reasons you should give my podcast a go, actually. Repetitive vocabulary. My vocabulary is limited. I'm not as articulate as Luke, which could also mean that I repeat some words, phrases and idioms more than others. Um, and, you know, um, while this may be considered inauthentic, paradoxically, this will help you retain the phrases as on my podcast, you're bound to hear them more often. Take example of the phrase bound to plus infinitive. I have already used this here in this episode about three times. So, you know, um, yeah, I, I'm trying to turn this into an advantage, basically. Um, I also often try to use phrases which I hear on Luke's English podcast uh, off the top of my head. Uh, take something with a pinch of salt, it's in the pipeline, etc. So you, as lapsters, you can get even more repetition of the phrases. And if you really want to remember something when you're learning new vocabulary, well, you know, it's a cliche, but it's true. The more you hear it, the better. The more you hear it, the higher the chance of retention there is for you. So this can be scientifically justified. Um, another reason why you, you could give my podcast a go is uh, that you might relate to my struggle of uh, doing something like this in your second language. You know, you could get inspired to do your own uh, things in English, your own projects. Uh, I mean, it could be a podcast or just a blog or, I don't know, a diary or board game. And it can really push your own English, trust me to do something productive like this, you know. Um, number three reason is that this might give you a different perspective. Um, I like to give my students a voice very often on my podcast. I do interviews during my classes even. And often a lot of my um, guests on the podcast are non-native speakers, you know. So um, it's nice to hear someone with a different background. I have a lot of natives too, of course. Some people might be your countrymen, which is cool, I think. So I have had Brazilians, Peruvians, Russians, Ukrainians, Saudis, Chinese, Bengali, Swiss, 
and American, a lot of English too. I'm sure I'm forgetting some. I have had all these on my podcast. You can check, you can find these uh, interviews in the archive on audioboom.com. So, uh, yeah, that could be one of the reasons you might check my podcast out, just because it gives you a different outlook on things. Um, also, one of the reasons is that I am well qualified as a teacher. I've got a master's degree in English teaching. And actually, I am two-thirds through with my Delta studies, which you might have heard on the first um, part of this uh, recording. And um, I'm a non-native speaker. I know this is something that might discourage some of you. And there are some challenges for a non-native speaker doing a podcast like this. But um, I should know what I'm doing. I mean, I have I've already recorded over 166 episodes, so... Um, this is what, actually one of the topics we talk about in this talk with Luke. Um, number five, naturally, I also do make mistakes sometimes. Uh, but why not use this as an opportunity to correct me in your head? You could even tell me, you know, you could even send me a feedback. Like, Zdenek, you keep making this, this and this such and such kind of mistake. And you have no idea how much it helped me. One day when one of my listeners, whose name is Danielle, once pointed out to me uh, some repeated pronunciation issues, I became more conscious of it and improved on that front a lot since then. And it is not always easy to see any improvements when you have been learning English for about 20 years, uh, such as myself, believe me. So that's it. You are all welcome to check out Zdenik's English podcast to listen to some episodes here and there. There is a podcast, there is a Facebook group, Zdenek's English Podcast, if you want. You can join it, of course, um, and you can find the ar archive, as I said, uh, on audioboom.com. But if you don't come, of course, I won't hold it against you. Don't worry. I will get over it for sure, you know. I will get over it, you know. I won't... Um, Hold any grudges against you, possibly? No, I won't. No, don't worry. And I hope you enjoy our chat with Luke, at least, uh, if this is the case. And sorry for this longish intro, because here is the next part of the interview with Luke Thompson. Here we go. Enjoy. So uh, let me ask you, how is your podcast doing? It's, you... it's doing all right, thanks. Yeah. 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 yeah, it's going well, thanks. I've got a few episodes in the pipeline. Mm -hmm. uh, in fact, I've got three episodes ready, ready to go. Great. And I'm great. Just, I mean... now what I'm doing is I'm just sitting here thinking, when am I going to upload them? <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 a, it's great. I mean, we, we look forward to, to hearing uh, some more of your episodes, obviously. Yeah, I, I, I mean, from my point of view, um, I mean, uh, you know, I love doing the, the podcast and things like that. There, there are challenges and stuff that, uh, that I guess people don't really notice or don't see. Um, which I shouldn't sort of think about too much. But like one mm. of them is that if I have several episodes ready to be uploaded, you know, I'm kind of like, oh, I want to upload them now. 
mm-hmm. know, because I, I don't like to hold on to episodes. I yeah. want them to be out. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. I can just move on to the next stuff. Mm-hmm. But then I think it would be a bad idea to upload them all now because then yeah. no one will listen to them. You have to dose it a bit, yeah. Yeah, that's right. You've got to portion. At regular in- intervals, portion it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Portion yeah. it. So that, that's, that's a thing. Sometimes I... Uh, you know, the the podcast is going really well, sort of despite mm. myself. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm always amazed, I have to say. I'm, I'm always <laughs> amazed that the, I look at the statistics. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you can't be surprised now. Come on. <laughs> well, I, it still is because, you know, I mean, what do I do? I kind of either I think to myself, well, yeah, I'm brilliant. And uh, every <laughs> every single word I say is golden. Uh, obviously and uh, yeah so it sort of it would get into your head but that's yeah. i think that's good what's good about you you know it, it doesn't doesn't seem to get into your head too much and that's that's what makes the podcast great because i mean i think more people can relate relate to you as a person and that's great you know yeah i guess so yeah i try not to let it Try not to let it get to my head too much. You know, obviously, <laughs> obviously, I could wind up being like Donald Trump or something at some point after I've done 500 episodes, and I'll just be like, "This is it. This is terrific. This is the best. These are the best words." Yeah. <laughs> uh, today, I was I was actually speaking of Donald Trump, even though I was hoping we would avoid this topic. But speaking of Donald Trump, today yeah. during one of my lessons, I was playing the. The short video of Donald Trump playing the accordion, you know? Have you seen that one? No, I haven't seen that, no. Oh, you have to, you have to check it out then. It's like, he, you know, when he speaks, how, how much he uses his hands, like how, how well he just, oh, well, how much he gestures and yeah. stuff, yes. right? So apparently somebody, somebody made fun of this and um, they put, because they did, did some kind of a... Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like a video, video where they where they put a accordion into his his hands and like we will build a wall and like you can see like he's playing accordion and it's actually like music is coming out of the video too. So. I've seen it. Yeah, it's really good. It's, it's, yeah, it can be a good uh, topic for a lesson, I suppose. Yeah, <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah, the the hand gestures yeah. that he uses when when he's talking. I can't do Trump. I can't. I'm, I'm tr- I keep trying to do a Trump um, impression. I can't look, quite get it right. I actually think it might be a blessing in disguise. Yes. <laughs> I, I I can sort of do Obama, but okay. it's a bit late for that now, isn't it? Yeah, you know? it is. Because He's now somewhere on, on an island or something celebrating. That's right. Today, Barack Obama and the whole Obama family are <laughs> in the Caribbean. Uh, <laughs> We're swimming. We are swimming in the sea, and the sea is beautiful. No, it's yeah. something like that. That's yes, what that's what he yes. that's what he says at the beginning of the of the holiday. Uh, this week we will be on holiday, and <laughs> the 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 sky will be blue, and the sea will also be blue. I don't know. It's yeah. just nonsense. Non absolute nonsense. It's all right. Yeah. Um, um, right. So uh, let's see. Um, I had some other questions about sort of stuff like I think I've, I may have done my questions because I was, okay. was oh. going to ask you about uh, the Delta and we talked about that. I was going to ask you about uh, the sort of uh, the difference between native and non-native uh, speakers as teachers and, okay. and things like that. Um, that's dealt with. Yeah, I think that's that's done. Um, I, I could ask you about your podcast and mm-hmm. uh, how is it going for you? Do you do you feel like um, 
How many episodes have you done now? Nearly, you're getting near to 200 uh, now, right? If, if, if this... 65? If this uh, in uh, this recording um, um, is published as the first one, as the as, as the next episode, then this one will be one hundred and sixty sixth. Okay. Yeah. One hundred sixty six. So, all right. Yeah, yeah. So how's so how, how would you describe um, uh, well, the, the podcast today? Well, uh, obviously, I I think I've I've gone through through a lot of periods i would say but these days i i don't spend as much t- time on it as i used to mm-hmm. and and i don't publish as frequently as before i try i try to keep it going i try to keep it going but i i i don't know two three years ago it would be Im- Im- unimaginable yeah. to have like um a one month hiatus or something but these days it's <laughs> hmm. it can happen but actually yeah. this month i've been quite prolific um yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's just, how would you say it goes in waves or could yeah. I say that waves? Waves, yeah. Um, yeah. Up and yeah. down. Yeah. Up and down, yeah. I mean, I mean, I remember you asking me about this when we were in the, uh, when we were in London, yeah. in the park. Like, yeah. uh, what's what's your end game? <laughs> I remember you asked. Did me I ask you that? <laughs> you did, yeah. And I never game. actually, I never had an end game, you know, like, obviously, I, I don't, I never plan to monetize this or anything. I'm, I'm happy there are uh, people who listen to it. Yeah. And, and w- like, what amazed me, for example, was the fact that for some reason, there is, there is even a native speaker that listens to my podcast. I think it's because of the Delta series. Uh-huh. And, and I think it caught his interest. And he's an English teacher from England, and he listens to my podcast, and he he wants to uh, create his own language school one day. Oh yes, and and he said that I would be the first person he would hire. So it's like a huge, huge flattery there for me. That's brilliant. So I, I get this, but I obviously I think I underestimate the whole marketing aspect, and I'm really bad with the um, you know the social. What's it called? The, like so- Facebook social media. Yeah. Social media, I like Facebook, and I don't, I don't, I should really, really do better with that. Um, yeah. Okay. So, so that's the reason I, I don't have my, my numbers are not too high. Well, that's all right. I mean, you know, yeah. Like I said, I, I'm, I, there are more reasons uh, that I'm doing this, and and uh, of course, I like to have an audience. It's great to have one. I mean, that's what keep, like motivates me to keep going, I guess. But uh, you know, I, I, I sometimes have to just realize and be be grateful that um, I can I have this opportunity to to basically practice my own English, and you know I get some feedback from time to time. Yeah, and it's just cool. Like you have like uh, yeah. you have conversations with people, and it's kind of chilled out and sort of social, and it's fun. You know, I like that. I, I yeah. like. I also yeah. like the the episodes where you are talking to your students. Yeah, you I mean, do. Yeah, yeah, I do. I think that's very oh, okay. interesting. Like the, okay. I, I heard once where you were actually in a lesson, like teaching one of your students <laughs> who recorded. It's actually very interesting. I, I do it quite often. Like it feels, like, it feels like the best spent time, you know, because I kill so many birds with one stone. Right. I, I record a podcast and it feels like I get paid for it. You know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then everybody is happy in the end, you know. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's quite interesting to just feel like you're sitting in on on this this lesson and it's 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 nice listening to you teaching someone and uh, yeah. helping them through you know correcting their sentences and things like that you well, know i don't i don't really do that when i record the podcast uh, I, because mm-hmm. that would be really 
you know, that would be a bit intimidating for the students. So um, you did it once, or at least I once. did. Yeah, did I? Yeah. Like, right. I, 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 um, I was teaching someone. I was correcting their mistakes. Um, I might have, might have done it. Yeah. I, um, you know, not not going into massive detail in uh, corrections, oh, but okay. you, you were okay. you were helping someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think it must have happened, but I, I would say that most of the time, I just I just let the free flow of the conversation. Yeah, yeah. And you know. Yeah, like for the previous episode was with my, I would say, well, they were using upper intermediate book, but I would say they are advanced, some of them. Mm-hmm. So that was quite interesting with about five students. We did the AZ game, the one that I think I borrowed from you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's really, that's really great. I've done it about four times on this podcast already, and it's, it never gets old, really. Yeah, it's just a kind it's, of... It's a, so simple. It's so great, you know? <laughs> just going through the alphabet, just trying to yeah. think of a thing for each... each, each uh, each letter and then you just talk about that thing for a little while yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it is a pretty simple thing but then when you get to zed you're like uh zebra you know it's always it's just zebra yeah. that's the only thing uh, or look, zoo the thing is the thing is like they can always say my name so that's not that's right. not an issue right right exactly yeah. yeah 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 no i remember doing that when i was in hospital in in japan and it was the only thing i could do to keep my mind uh, from panicking because uh, yeah, I didn't know that, why I was in hospital. That's that's a great episode. I mean, I don't know what it says about me, but I really enjoy those episodes where when you go uh, through some kind of struggle. It's just it's just amazing. Like when when you went to on holiday with your wife, that was great. Uh, Which was it? one? Like your wife. It yeah, there twice. was one when when your wife had had a twist twisted ankle, twisted ankle or something. Yeah. Yeah, that was one. It was in Indonesia, wasn't it? No, and that, went, went up the volcano or something. There was the volcano experience, which <laughs> yeah, is, yeah, yeah. you know, which was uh, like a life-changing traumatic event. Yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously you blow it up a bit, you blow it out of proportion. But I still, I still like it. It's it's so cool. I think. Honestly, not really. The the uh, the going up the the volcano is not really exaggerated. I was really genuinely trying to get across. Yeah. Okay. The the challenge and the fear of going mm. up this thing you know like embarking on this this yeah. this uh three-day trip um and then halfway through it realizing that it was way way more difficult than you expected mm. and you weren't prepared for it and that yeah, yeah. you know that suddenly you realize jesus this is really really dangerous mm. this is like re- this is really really dangerous i mean i, I honestly I, I, like everyone else who we met on this on this bloody mountain everyone else is like i can't believe how difficult this is this is is really hard you know a lot of people just uh gave up halfway through and stuff yeah it was really really harsh Mm um yeah and no the other the other one where she twisted her ankle was in uh is in california we were okay sorry i'm confused they all blend into one (laughs) i mean what i like about about this is that i get how you manage to strike a balance between um between like more serious stuff and then more light-hearted one but sometimes actually it's hard like to to know when you're joking on where you when you're not (laughs) Like this one, for example, it was I. I remember it as a as a amusing episode, but for you, it must have been traumatic experience. The the I remember that episode, uh, the Indonesia one, started with this description of a boat trip. Mm. I don't know if you remember that, but um, like uh, that whole episode. I mean, not the episode of the podcast, but the episode of our our lives 
where we did this, you know, um, yeah, we went up the volcano and came and had all these problems and then came back down and it was really hard. And then we took a boat trip to an island, like literally came off the mountain uh, after, you know, three days up there and and then uh, onto this boat. And the boat was perhaps the most frightening part of the journey because it Mm. was so unbelievably overcrowded and so low in the water and (laughs) such an old dodgy big old dodgy boat and you know and and as we were getting on there was this guy telling me about how you know just recently two of them had crashed and sunk and all the people had been killed and it it hadn't hit it hadn't got into the newspapers because no one on the board was british you know and i was like (laughs) oh oh, god people die on these boats all the time and it just doesn't get the news yeah you you do occasionally get news like that actually yeah like a little story in the bottom of the bottom corner of the paper you know some people drowned in a boat on the other side of the world in like a world you know never mind what about the football you know and it's just like one of these little things in the corner of the newspaper and then you realize i'm in the middle of it and it's actually (laughs) happening to me and so Uh i I remember we got to the island and everything and you know we're relaxing after the after the climbing experience which i'm exaggerating a little bit but not that much because that's genuinely how we felt and i remember Mm -hmm. sitting there in the sun drinking a cocktail and writing it all down trying like thinking how i've got to get all this stuff down because i've I, i i need to get across the drama and the sort of uh, the sense of panic of this experience yeah. and i and i wrote it all down and then i tried to put it into the into the episode as this sort of boat trip but i decided that i would um add some fiction to it mm. and so in the story uh, the boat uh capsizes and everyone gets thrown into the water and like you know all these women and children yeah. are being swept away by the water and stuff and then I and the I decided to leave it there and then start describing the holiday up to that point. Oh, and then okay. in episode two, when I got to that point, I then said, "Oh, by the way, uh, <laughs> the boat didn't capsize." Oh yeah. But that's what was going on in my head. I was seeing yeah, yeah, the boat yeah. capsizing at every moment <laughs> because I was so kind of um, shaken up uh, mm. by it and just so kind of anyway. So you were trying, you were trying to have your uh, listeners experience the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was trying to make it a genuinely sort of visceral experience, but I don't know mm. if it if it really came through or not. And well, it's it's so many episodes that I've listened to that I I, I remember there was something about the boat trip, but I I don't remember the details. Obviously, you're the one who experienced yeah, it. Yeah, it's. But I was I was just my point was like you you've got a lot of these episodes where you. Where you go on different adventures, and that's that's really great. Like if you experience when you uh, describe uh, all these tribes and uh, trials and tribulations, and you know the ordeal, and like like originally we we went we went on talking about this because the original point was your um, uh, your sickness in Japan, right? Yeah, yeah, that's so. Right, that yeah. was one of like very memorable episodes. <laughs> <laughs> really, really cool one. Yeah, yeah. I think that. Um... Um, uh, you know, there's, there, there are many ways to, to like tell a story or stuff like that. And, um, yeah. I think that, uh, or, or, or kind of many ways to, I don't know, uh, say something, um, mm. you know, like t- to talk about in that case, to talk about, you know, my experience of going to Japan and living there for a couple of years. And I, I you know, I tend to think that, that, um, a story, a gripping story is, is the best way to 
um, communicate an experience and and mm-hmm. like storytelling. That the more I, the more I kind of try to understand things like communication in terms of uh, presentations and you know just generally communication. For example, at, at work, if you've got to do a presentation or as a teacher, you've got to try and teach something. I'm, the more and more I'm, the more and more I'm discovering that like storytelling is the thing that works. It works kind yeah. of every time. And if you can find the story in any thing that you're trying to explain, then you're doing all right. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Well, yeah. it's quite obvious because it's it's memor it's more memorable. Like the, it adds to the meaning and that it gives context and you know yeah all that. So yeah, story storytelling is great. So when when you talk no. about when you talk about uh, teaching conditionals by telling them the story of how you learnt it yourself. That sounds yeah. great. That sounds like a really good yeah, way yeah. Of, of teaching language, actually. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I can't really do that because <laughs> I can't be like, oh, I remember when I was four years old and I learned this word and, you know, <laughs> I can't do that. Uh, so, I, you know, that's a great advantage that you've got. You, you could tell the story of how you learned some of the language yourself. I think it could be. Yeah, for example, the, one, one thing that I always tell my students is they um, – that obviously the stress, you know, in English it's very important. And Czech Czech learners they they really struggle with this because we don't we we always put the stress on the first syllable in every single word. Uh-huh. So I give them the example, my own example, when I was at uh, at my CELTA, mm-hmm. and I was I was trying to point something out uh, during one of the input sessions, and I said uh, I said accuracy. Like they were like looking at me. The teacher was looking. There was she was Australian, and she was looking at me like, "What? What? What did you just say?" And and then and then she then she figured it out after five seconds that I meant accuracy. <laughs> right. So yeah, yeah, it, it it does matter, and it can it can uh, uh, confuse uh, whoever you are you are speaking to. Right. 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 Yeah. Um... Absolutely. So I don't know. I don't know, Luke, how much time you have left. I mean, got, no, <laughs> I know I've, your time is precious. So. I've got more time. Don't worry. I mean, I, you know, um, don't worry. I've got. I've got like another half an hour or so. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, then, then I have got another question for you. I'd like to ask you um, what you like teaching most. Yeah, that's a really. That's actually. That's actually a difficult question. Because I'm, I'm not sure I know really what it is I like teaching the most. I mean, I, I, I remember you saying on the podcast several times that you enjoy uh, teaching business English, for instance. Yeah. Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I love teaching business English. And in fact, that's a thing that I've never really talked about or done on my podcast. Yeah. And yeah, made, yeah. I made that decision right at the beginning that this is <clears> going to be a general English podcast and I won't do professional you know english stuff because i'm gonna i'm gonna save it and i'll do dedicated stuff to that and i've been meaning to uh-huh. produce content all around english for professional situations for well you. as we know we are now you are now working on your um course uh, business english course yeah very very slowly because i'm i'm um procrastinating with um, with the best of them I, i'm mm. i'm i'm <laughs> I'm getting very good at procrastinating. I think everyone is guilty of this, all of us. Yeah. Um, so, yes, I do. I love teaching business English. And, and that doesn't mean just all of the vocabulary of s- certain subjects. 
but I mean communication skills for you know professional situations is yeah. fascinating. You know presentation skills mm-hmm. and um, you know the language of uh, meetings and negotiations, yeah. uh, and that's that's really where the language properly comes into play when mm. when you're trying to um, delicately put pressure on someone or when you're trying to uh, like uh, negotiate the price or a discount or yeah. where you're exploring the other side's position um, and you're trying to be strong but not too strong uh-huh. you know yeah the pragmatics of of english that we use mm. in those situations is really like, you have to take into account the, the formality of the language yeah. and, yes uh, so it's mostly teaching functions i would say yeah um, yeah. uh, pragmatics, I, I think, is a good word because mm. we're talking about the end result, the effect that. So how to how to say it in order to be understood and uh, um, like not to offend, like just just which words to use? Yeah, you can you can say it uh, in many ways, but you should choose one way which is appropriate for the for the right context. Exactly. Yes, and for, yeah. you know, let's say, for example, you you are chasing up your boss. <laughs> uh, because you, you, you you're trying to negotiate a pay rise mm-hmm. with your boss, and and your boss keeps avoiding the the, the the question, and so after having sent a couple of emails and whatever, and after having get have ha, having received sort of uh, ambiguous um, promises from the, from your boss, you actually decide mm-hmm. to like knock on his door or her door, mm-hmm. and ask the ask um, him or her like directly. Then yeah. you know how do you do it? Because if you yeah. if you come across too strong and too direct, then uh-huh. you're going to antagonise the person. And yeah. yet at the same time, if you come across as being a bit too weak and a bit indirect, uh, then they're gonna they're not going to feel, you know, that they're going to feel that you're a pushover. So mm-hmm. you know, yep. it's sort of looking at, at at how the language bends and twists and how it can be uh, twisted or pushed into certain. Um, mm. in certain directions in order to get a certain outcome um, that's fascinating and I, I like yeah. teaching that stuff a lot yeah yeah definitely I, I'm not personally a huge fan of business English but yeah I, I think it has its place why not what, what is it about it that, that... I don't know I think it's the I don't like economics oh, as well, such. yeah that's what yeah, that's, that's... That's what that's, people always think. You see, it's yeah. not business English uh, is not finance. I know, but there is there is some like if you if you open a book, there is some vocabulary that is related to that as well. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I I know what you mean, Luke. Like there's a lot of functions and uh, like you said, pragmatic functions. But I still kind of prefer teaching general English. I just feel more secure. I, I would mm-hmm. say or. Uh, more in my element when I teach that. Yeah. And I have taught a lot of business English classes before. It just doesn't, I don't know. Doesn't work, <laughs> just doesn't work for you. Uh, I mean, it could, it, it, come, it can sometimes even come through, like to my students, that, <laughs> you know, uh, they, can, they can feel it, I guess. Mm. I mean, that was one of the reasons I, actually, I, I used to study at a school of economics for one year. Yeah, and and then I ran away to England, you know, to, <laughs> to live in to live in London for seventeen months. I came back to right. the Czech Republic, and then I, I knew that I wanted to be an English teacher ever since. So, okay, well, <laughs> I ran away from something that I have to teach now. Come on, <laughs> maybe it's time for you to you know face your face your fears of uh, 
the language of economics <laughs> and go in there armed with your sword at your at your side, yeah. the, the, yeah, yeah. The, the freshly minted sword that you created in your adventure to England that you've been sharpening and, and sort of practicing with. And then you go back into the cave of economics to slay the financial <laughs> monster that, uh, that you failed to defeat the first time round. I think your time has come. Uh, wow <laughs> what, what, a, what an analogy <laughs> <laughs> yeah well anyway I, I i like doing um let's say business english although i think the, the that expression has been so loaded with uh with preconceptions now yeah. that when you say it people go no no not business not today thank you when they close the door uh, yeah. but really business english for me is just general English, but in different situations. It's just. I think I think you have the right attitude to it. <laughs> I think yeah. Yeah. Well, I remember I... you talking about this on the podcast. This is exactly what you what you said that it's not economics. That's a lot what a lot of people think. Perhaps it's it's what I associated with, and I shouldn't. I don't know. Because we think. <laughs> what... Yeah. Go on. Yeah. Go on. Yeah, that's what I wanted to say. What's even worse, I ended up teaching uh, engineering this year. Ah, yeah. For some reason, which I know nothing about, and I did not pay any attention <laughs> during my physics classes, and uh, it's really tough, I have to say, <laughs> teaching yeah. something you know nothing about. Right, yeah, talking about flexibility and uh, uh, tensile strength of materials it, and stuff. It, you see, Luke, I have no clue what it is, even in my native tongue. No, I well, have absolutely no clue whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, so, have to, you have to prepare a lot more for those kinds of lessons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some people told, gave me advice that I just have to be confident, and this is exactly what I wouldn't do as a teacher. I would just, I would rather make fun of myself and just be honest with my students that there is not much I know about it, but we can still make it work. And you know what? It seems to work. So, but you know, um, you know, it. it it's you you'll make massive inroads in your teaching i mean you can you can make a lot of progress into these areas you can yeah. i mean you're, yeah. you're self-deprecating and, and modest and, and stuff like that and that works but mm. you know you can you really can you you'd be surprised like for example uh when i first started teaching english for specific purposes years ago when i was teaching legal english and stuff like that i remember my boss at the London School of English said to me, Luke, I want you to start teaching the, the, the legal English courses. And yeah. I, in my mind, I was like, oh, God, no, that's, <laughs> I'm no, no, I'm, I'm not a lawyer. I don't know how to do it. And he was like, don't worry, I'm going to give you, you know, they, they were great because they gave me time to train up and to prepare myself. Mm. And so at the beginning, I was, you know, terrified. But mm. after doing the training and after reading up on it and observing other teachers teaching it, you start to realize, oh, no, I can do this. And you mm. do have to learn a lot. You do have to learn a lot of new language, it has to be said. But then yeah. once you've got into a comfortable position with that, it takes time. But once you've got there, it does bring a lot more into your teaching in other areas as well. So I all, guess so, yeah. It's, it's all good. It's all, it's all good mm. to sort of broaden the horizons a little bit. Well, I don't mind the I don't mind the aspect of learning new vocabulary, but what what like bothers me is when I don't understand, like I don't understand this. I don't know, like if it's something in physics, right? It's like like I don't even know what to say, like Pascal's law or something. Yeah. And I should I should be aware of this, right? When I teach something like that, right? Whatever. <laughs> You're thinking, who is this Pascal anyway? <laughs> 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 laws were meant to be broken weren't they yeah <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Absolut. Ja.